Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to what promises to be a memorable and thrilling episode of Classes of Veteran. Uh, quick quick updates here. Um, on Classes of Veteran, we are changing some of our programming to start hosting once-monthly veteran panels. And that is where a group of uh, veterans and even, even civilians get together and we're going to discuss um, things that kind of are happening in contemporary society, whether that be uh, our current political climate, which is something we usually stay away from. Um, but then even further in the veteran world, what defines certain individuals, um, what annotates individuals, what what is the difference between an OIF, an OEF, an OND, and a an, uh, veteran? What does that exactly does that mean? What's a combat veteran? All those fun things that veterans like to bicker back and forth and give each other a hard time about. Um, but that will actually be a new programming model coming up soon. Today's podcast is with a uh, an outstanding Marine, uh, an outstanding uh, brother, an outstanding human being who uh, I had to hit over the head with a club and drag him in here for the podcast. But I promise you this is going to be uh, a barn burner. Coming back at you, Lance Corporal Ben Hendershot, United States Marine Corps, class of veteran. If you work in the nonprofit space, you understand that capturing consistent data can be incredibly challenging. Whether it's grant compliance, case management, your programs or services or other offerings you're keeping track of, Community CareLink can help. Community CareLink was built by clinicians in the nonprofit space for clinicians in the nonprofit space. With solutions for the smallest grassroots efforts to the largest organizations, Community CareLink has a solution set for your specific needs. Contact us at www.communitycarelink.com to get more information and to speak to a member of our team. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome back for what promises to be a unique and or interesting uh, podcast with my guest today. Well, actually, as always, my co-host, Jay. Um, hello, everybody. Two classes of veterans. Call her Jane. Jay. Jay. What's up, Jay? What's up, Jay? B? What's up, 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 B? <laughs> uh, and so, B over here... Uh, Ben Hendershot, the man, the myth, the legend. Um, Mr. Ben Hendershot. I apologize. Mr. Ben Hendershot, the man, the myth, the legend. Thank you for for, for coming on today and, and chit-chatting with us and talking about all things um, Ben, all things Ben. I, I know you love all things Ben. I'd say I'm glad to be here, but that'd be a lie. I mean, you, you're wearing That sunglasses. was a dick thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want I you to be honest. I nothing less of you, Ben. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, Ben, you know, we kind of talked about what we do here and what our listeners listen to and what they look for and kind of the whole nine. So, you know, the object of this of this podcast is to kind of understand today's veteran and also to capture your story. Uh, your story is more important than you know, and your service is definitely more important than we know. We always downplay it as veterans, right? Just doing my job. Don't disagree. We are just doing our job. But you got some cool stories. I've heard some of your stories. Um, just in the short time knowing you, you are a story. 
mean, one may argue that. But I would disagree. So, uh, you know, kind of going into this, you know, we talk about all the particulars. I so always in the beginning we ask, and I'm actually really curious your reason why that you joined. You decided to join. I don't think you've I've ever heard why I joined the core. Yeah, I mem- I I heard the story of you walked in and you put your foot down and was like, "This is what I fucking want." But why? Army wouldn't take him. <laughs> You know why you've never heard that story? Because it really isn't a great one, right? Okay. Um, man, I was just kind of in a weird place in my life, and uh, there was a war going on. It was 2004, and uh, it, it just seemed like a good idea. I'm <laughs> 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 being completely honest with you. Uh, so, you know, I, I never really did good things in high school in terms of grades or anything like that, but... Uh, they sent me to a vocational school in high school in my junior and senior year. So I wouldn't have graduated if I wouldn't have gone to the vocational school. So I went to vocational school and. Uh, so you went to Job Corps? Like a job? Uh, you were like, that's what the hood folks call it, Job yeah, Corps. Yeah, it's very similar. So for uh, four hours of the day, I went and I actually built homes for the school. And then I think I had three classes like in the actual mm-hmm. um, high school in the afternoon. So, yeah, it was it was different. I do want to say, though, you did poorly in school, not because you're not smart, because I know you're fucking intelligent and smart. Well, I mean, I, like, gra- I, I graduated high school with a 1.8 GPA. And then, you know, years later in 2012, mm-hmm. I think I graduated college. I think I had like a 3.6 or 3. Yeah, you was just lazy in school, in high school. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Nothing wrong with I'm that. I'm not mad at you. Nothing wrong with that. But, you know, in terms of the military, like, you know, I was just at a point in my life where, like, I was not going to go to college. I had no desire to go to college. And it's like, I don't want to be a framer for the rest of my life. So, what am I going to do? I was like, fuck it. Join, join the court. So, th- it was without <laughs> a doubt that was the, the branch that you wanted to go to. Oh, yeah. I never even talked to any of the other recruiters. Like, when I was like, oh, I'll join the military, I was like, might as well join the Corps. Why the hell not? So, so you have to tell a story, like, when you went in and you started talking to the recruiter. Oh, yeah. I, so, I love it. <laughs> yeah. So I walked in there, and uh, you know, his name was Sergeant Crew, and uh, my buddy's already been talking to him, you know, like every other fucking high school kid, somebody's got some friend or whatever is going in the military. So I walked in there and I was like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna join the Marine Corps. And he was like, no, you don't. And I was like, yeah, I absolutely want to join the Marine Corps. He's like, uh, he was like, well, you're not gonna make it. And I was like, fuck you, totally gonna make it. <laughs> and he's like, you are absolutely going to hate it. And I was like, I don't care. I want to join the fucking Corps. He's like, all right, if that's what you want. And that was the extent of, like, my recruiting interview. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to go, you can go. You're not going to like it. What do you mean? Doesn't everybody like it? (laughs) But it surprised me that he was like, no, no, you don't. You're going to fail. That's, like, the opposite of what I hear. Well, now they only take the smart kids. 
did, 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 did everybody hear the awkward silence when the Marine said the Marine Corps only takes the smart kids? That one was a very awkward I moment. I didn't know what to say. That's, well, I mean, I'm not saying like, because I they still make you take the ASVAB test or whatever that thing is called, where you, like, mm-hmm. you sit on your ASVAB. computer and type mm-hmm. all the numbers in. And I, I didn't do bad on it. I think I scored like an 89 on it. And he was like, dude, are you sure this is your score? And I'm like, I mean, that's my name. That was higher. That was, that was, <laughs> that was, that was higher than my ASVAB. Yeah. There was one job that I didn't qualify for for a bit. I don't remember what it was, but yeah, I could do anything in the entire Marine Corps except one job. And I told him, I was like, yeah, I want to join the infantry. He's like, you absolutely do not want to join the infantry. And I was like, go fuck yourself. That's exactly <laughs> what I want to do. So did, did you have to take the, and I asked this because, um, you know, you said you went to the vocational school. Did you have to take the, do you play well with others test? I don't know. So like, there's a bunch of questions like during during maps, right? You take ASVAB, they do the whole nine, they do the duck walk, and then maybe just because of me and my nature, they they they're like, oh, you're, you're kind of um, prone to being an asshole. Wasn't the verbiage I was gonna use, but yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, and then they have to ask you these questions like, it's like you know, a special group of kids, and you go into a little room, and they're like, if somebody took your you Crayola. Totally <laughs> They're like, if somebody took your cra- if somebody took your crayolas, what would you do to them? I would like, I would t- break their face and take my crayolas back. Like that's a fair set. You didn't take that test. I don't know, man. They made me like drop on my knees. Like, See, yeah, they don't do that in the army. That's not the army. Like, they like, like you have to test to like make sure your knees work. Or you're like, you don't remember doing that? Oh. Like you're, you just go and like hit the knees, and then they like put those headphones on and like you raise your hand and hear shit and. <laughs> right, that's the kind of stuff I remember. I Did you drop to your knees pretty good? Like you passed? Not nearly as well as you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, touche. <laughs> a lot of knee dropping going on early in the podcast here. Uh, definitely taking some turns there. So um, you join, and you know one thing. I one thing that that we've met, and we'll get to this in the progression of the podcast. You know, we talk about kind of. The who, what, where, when, and why is, but one thing that that I love about you, the first time we met, I was like, man, there's no way this guy is is a Kansas City boy. He got that oh, I'm down south, down there by the crack in Missouri. Yeah, uh, I do not talk like a you talk just like a hillbilly brother. There's nothing wrong with that. Like I don't speak any language well, so <laughs> we're in the same page. But um, you 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 were born and raised where exactly? Uh, in Johnson County, Kansas. Johnson County, which totally, I was surprised. Not, I was shocked to hear not, that. Not born there. But I'm born there. Right. Okay. So I was actually born in St. Louis County. Okay. And then we moved around a little bit as a kid. Lived in St. Louis, lived in uh, Chicago, lived in Cleveland, lived in Des Moines, and then uh, moved to Kansas City. So, yeah. And then uh, the process. So you went to the standard, you went to, to MEPS, correct, here in KC? Yeah. So departure here from Kansas City, Missouri maps. Um, and then that started your your adventure uh, into the United States Marine Corps. And for you fine gentlemen, it is either East Coast or West Coast, correct? For your yeah. for your basic? Yeah. Outstanding. And That's you, an sir? Hollywood Marine. Hollywood Marine. <laughs> and so what we love to do here. So just for your information, Vinny, anybody that goes into the Marine Corps West of the Mississippi goes 
California. Anybody east of Mississippi? Oh no, no. I know that. Uh, you ask me where I am. It's a podcast, asshole. Other people listen to it. I'm trying to explain this shit to them. This is why this podcast is phenomenal because I know these things, asshat. This is what I do. I understand that you are a Hollywood Marine. Other people that are listening to this podcast may be like, this is where you say, what's a Hollywood Marine? See how the, the back and forth works there? But I learned what a Hollywood, Hollywood well, but, Marine was. But somebody is not. Our listeners are not you. you are well, I just explained it to your listeners for you. Thank you. But I didn't know that I was doing it because I was explaining it to you. Okay, so we also have to remember that a part of this is, uh, that's the beauty of this podcast, right? Like, so you speak veteran, I speak veteran, Jay speaks veteran, right? A little bit. You're you're getting there. You're definitely getting getting there. But the beauty of this podcast is to understand, it's not just to sit here and talk about what it is you do or what it is I've done, right? Can I just say, I hate the word veteran. Okay. I fucking hate that word. Okay, so then I'm going to call you a veteran. So. <laughs> Why? We're, we're going to get there. We're going to okay. get there. We're going to get there. Because that's where it helps bridge that gap. So our listeners, right? This this is a classes of veterans. This is going to be good. Oh, fuck. This is gonna uh, be good. Uh, oh, right, boy. Uh, hey, enter. So. Uh, we have a oh. fucking situation. Here. So, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, if, 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 oh, ladies and gentlemen, if, if, if I could show you what's happening in this podcast right now, there will be pictures. Oh, no, there's an issue right now. You have abandoned your post without being properly relieved. You even know your fifth general order? You fucking stupid. You even know your fifth general order? <laughs> You stand at attention when I address you. Push, Ben. Oh, my God. <laughs> Y'all making me cry. <laughs> you fucking asked for this shit. Yeah, man. You asked for the duty book, and you abandoned your post on the first fucking day. You fucking record your fucking misgivings there, Marine. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> you got the PT belt. <laughs> fucking salty Lance belt that you asked for. <laughs> hey, what's your fucking cover, Marie? God damn. <laughs> <laughs> shit squared away. NJP incoming, bitch. I already got two of them. <laughs> and we're going to get to that point in the story. About it. Oh, God. I love you guys. Really great job, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I okay. Love our people. <laughs> so. I have no idea what this <laughs> <laughs> So just so so let let let's regroup. Uh, we were talking about the. Uh, Can I get some context to that. To what, what, what just happened? Yeah. What happened was you uh, are on duty. Uh, and yeah, but you got to explain what that fucking means, right? So like, I went on I went on a work trip. It's not even like I was on vacation. I was working for a week. And I guess nobody could open up the fucking office because I'm the only one that's ever here on time, right? So, <laughs> we work in issues these days. So, so, so there's like a whole week that goes by where like the office doesn't get open until like 10 o'clock. So I come back and Brian's like, we have to have fucking duty because no one can open the office. <laughs> right? Like, Fuck you, I was, on, <laughs> I was working all week. So I was on duty today. And I actually, today was the first day that, like, we all seriously now have, like, duty days. To make I know, sure I had duty somebody days. somebody here. Yeah. And so, like, today was the first day. So, I got here right on time. 
and I actually texted him in, in, in a couple individuals and reported my fucking post. So they just showed up here with a PT belt, hard hat, and a fucking duty book. <laughs> oh, it never, it never ends. Um, one, once you've been indoctrinated, it never ends. It's just ingrained. Exactly why I hate that word, veteran. And so that there you go. <laughs> so the point of it is that you know we get to capture your story, right? We also get to talk to uh, you know. Vinny, there's so many more important things that we could talk about than my story, though. Like time out. Fucking, fucking ask me away. What do you want to know? Time out, Batman. There's 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 a flow and a format. All right, let's, let's, We're gonna let's get, get it. So. There you are. Meps, everything happens. Hollywood Marine gets sent off. What happens? How was basic? How did that go? Boring, good, bad, indifferent. You were you you got an 86 ASVAB score, so you just like 89, whatever. You thought you thought your way out. You, right? you thought your way out of every problem. You're like, look at me, I'm the smart Marine. Uh, talk to me, Goose. So Marine Corps boot camp is three months and 12, 13. I actually uh, got a stress fracture in my tibula. I think that's what that bone's called. The one in front? The one in the leg, the lower leg. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was actually spent <clears throat> like almost five months boot camp. I think it was like two months oh, to shit. recover from that. So I was... Uh, you were a recycle? Yeah. I, well, I already did the crucible and everything. I was three weeks away from graduation. And I got a stress fracture. And damn. Instead of just letting me stay with my platoon, they were like, bitch, you're going to MRP. So then I got to spend another two months recovering there. And, That's uh, horrible. And then I got assigned to another platoon in another company uh, two months later for three weeks. Then graduated. And then graduated. Yeah. So I hear with the, the Marines, it's, you get off the bus, like, or I'm sorry, you pull in, you're on the bus, they jump on. And they're screaming, yelling at you all over your ass. Get on the yellow footprints, right? Yeah. Man, I don't. I, I don't. You know. I'll. Yeah. Not really. So yes okay. and no. But um, you know, they. Um, God, man, it's been so many years. Uh, I'm, things change all the time. You know what I mean? And, and there's certain secrets to boot camp, right? Like you don't want to give away all the secrets. But I will tell you, like the yellow footprint scenario. Like, uh, yeah, they get on the they. They get on the bus, they give you a little spiel, and uh, then they make you get on your on the footprints. Mm-hmm. Like that's absolutely a part of it, but it's not like it wasn't like shock, like oh exactly. fuck. What it's always it? portrayed as like that moment where like you're like oh fuck and things change, right? Like, mm-hmm. No, I, I would argue that's absolutely not that. Moment. Well, okay, okay. So for each individual person and or teen, or kid at that time, right? Like in their journey in life. Um, it's probably some some people are having those thinking second life thoughts what did i do my life is ruined and other individuals are like yeah not a big deal um looking back on it they keep you awake i think like 24 hours and they give you make you give you like a 12 second phone call home or something then they issue all this bullshit then you don't even go to your platoon you go to like whatever they call it but there's like a holding platoon that you're in for like two days and then you you get assigned and then you get assigned Okay. So looking back I, on it, I'm explaining this to Jay right now because she, she's she's really looking at me curious because her her uh, 
her son's actually experiencing this right now as we speak. He, his first day was yesterday. He, he had to quarantine for two weeks, but yesterday was his first official. And she's like, I'm, I'm waiting by the phone. And I'm like, you're not going to get a call. Yeah, you're not going to get a call. It'll probably be six weeks before you hear from Okay. I got to talk to him a couple times while he was in quarantine, so it, it made it easier. But I just didn't know if they would give him a phone call yesterday. No. Well, you didn't know that. Things change all the time. Yeah, they do. Okay. So, <laughs> looking back on it, during dirt. I hope not. <laughs> during basic, uh, was there ever one of those? Very no, hold on, hero. Can I be in charge of the podcast? Just, just for just thirty seconds, if you don't mind. Yes. Thank you. I still want you to take all these fucking plastics. He hung all these signs. Like it's fucking badass. It's because it's 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 the urban. It's my urban tendencies. He never even took the wrapping. You don't take the plastic off the couch until like twenty years later. (laughs) (laughs) Looking back on it, right during basic, was there ever a point where like, man, this is hard. I don't know if I can do this or see other people. And then now you're like, man, that's actually one of the easiest things. So our senior drone instructor. You're making this sound like this is like Air Force boot camp because no, I was like the Marine Corps boot camp so, so, so hard. Honestly, I probably should have graduated with my screen writing, but like uh, our senior drill instructor, like he's a he's really he's a he's a good drill instructor, but uh, very much like the most by the book person, you know. And uh, so I think that's probably why I got dropped. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it, it is what it is. For your safety. Um, but yeah, what was the question? Well, looking was there back a on that you thought this was a bad choice. You were ready no, to call it. Back. Honestly, I can't say that. Um, I had a couple really hard experiences and things that I'm like, fuck. <laughs> you know, like, like you just like, like kind of what the fuck moments. Yeah. But I wouldn't say there was like one changing moment where it's like, this was a terrible idea. Did, right. Were you ever the target of the like the, the drill instructors coming up to you? And, oh, yeah. I remember one time I was getting fucking IT'd my ass off, right? You're getting what? Uh, IT'd. So it's like where you, they take you up to the quarter deck and just fucking murder you. So in the Army, we called smoking. It's physical training. It's it, it, it's it's negative reinforcement. So we just, <laughs> I forget what we were doing, but we were uh, like, we just got, got somewhere all dirty and they told us to go wash our face and our hands. Like, <laughs> and so... I had, I was about to piss myself. So like the whole platoon ran into the bathroom and I decided I was going to take a piss because. Oh, and that wasn't. Smoked. That but, wasn't part of yeah. the orders. But then the company gunny come in. Yeah. I felt like that was probably, I, I, I kind of felt like I might have had a heart attack. But then the company gunny came in and uh, made him stop. But I, my, my drill instructors one time, they told me that I needed to stop volunteering for stuff. You were that guy? Yeah. That's why you're Thunderbolt, because you're a Motard. I'm not a fucking Motard. You had Motard in you. You had some Motard in you. Come on. Uh, Just I, own it. Nothing wrong with it. I, there were pieces of it. I'm sure. <laughs> you, you were like, yep, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. He's that guy that volunteers makes everybody else look bad. And then and everybody else gets yelled at because he's always volunteer. <laughs> you know, I got a lot of mixed emotions about the fucking military. There was a big part of me that never even wanted to get out. But, uh, I kind of felt like I should. So, so you're so, making me wish I wouldn't have. I want to hear. I want to hear one of those 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 stories that you're like the, funny. Like I will never forget this. This was the best part of basic. 
So we're 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 going to um, take a quick break, Aww. Uh, and 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 kind of recover from the. Uh, you know, he actually needs to go and check in his fill in his duty roster. Yes, you map and that. Well, so that's what we do during break. No, nope, that's not part of the orders. Don't do it. So uh, we will actually come back uh, after break and discuss um, your time in service, all the uh, your time in the sandbox, um, all the fun stuff that you did, um, and kind of where what 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 happened you know, during your service, brother. Um, that's kind of where we go with it on the next portion here. So. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's what's beautiful about this podcast. This is very um, live and raw and uncut. Um, you never know what you're going to You never get. know what's going to happen. Uh, I did, I, I've been smashed several times as the, the host. And sometimes I'm like, I can't finish the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, so with that being said, we will come back at you after the break with Ben Hendershot and his time in the United States Marine Corps. Back at you, class as a veteran. Hi, thanks for listening today. My name is Maria Ramirez. I am the owner and operator of Fit Science OP, conveniently located in Overland Park, Kansas, where we offer a variety of training and nutritional programs for your healthy lifestyle needs. Please follow us on Facebook and or Instagram at Fit Science OP. If you have any questions, please feel free to hit us up on our text line at 913-209-8027. Welcome back, Class as a Veteran, with our one and only favorite Marine, Mr. Ben Hendershot. Um, hey, he put his Hollywood glasses on. <laughs> so, so we just got done talking about going through going through basic. Um, kind of, I got cut off because I wanted to hear a, a funny story that happened in basic, and I still want to hear one before we move on. Basic sucks. Nobody, nobody cares about basic. Like, you're and like so in the military. It's like cool. You went to basic. What do you want? Like, if nobody it, cares about basic. Why did we just do a whole segment on basic? Because I want because some Shh, because some people talk. it breaks. Then you can tell me your funny story because I want to hear. <laughs> I don't know if I have. You so, don't. Well, I mean, I so I mean, but they're all the same fucking stories. You know what I mean? Like everybody who's been to basic has the same story. Okay. Big personalities are the same. That person, the the person may change, but you have the Joker. You got the know it all. You got the the one upper. Do you remember me? There was this one guy. They made this stand in line and drink water until the first person pissed themselves. Oh. And it was pretty funny because he fucking pissed himself. How? <laughs> so how much? Did, he fucking, how much? Because he, he fucking pissed himself. How much did he drink before he did? Uh, I, Six or seven. How many did you drink? Did you have to keep yeah, drinking, or you, know you were done? Ago this was like, I couldn't tell you. Oh my gosh! I've seen him drink alcohol, so I'd imagine it's probably a good amount. <laughs> so, what year was this when you were in basic? Two thousand four. Okay, and so after basic, what happened? Um, what did you do? Where did you go? Uh, <clears throat> 
Was there some hard crazy. questions there with that high ass man score of yours? Did you get lost? Like, uh, I, I don't know what to do with my hands. I went to the school infantry and then after the school infantry, I actually went to um, uh, another school in Norfolk, Virginia for security forces. Oh. Is well, that, do they all infantry do that? No. And, and then, because I spent two years with uh, uh, 3rd Pass, which is Fleet Anti-Terrorism Security Team. And I spent two years with 1st Battalion 7th Well, I didn't know that. So, what does security forces mean? Because obviously you can't man a duty roster. Your security that's what I thought. See, that, that's yeah. cool. But like, that's like Did special like forces it? in some, some places. Man? I did I like it? Yeah, man, I loved it because we deployed as like a smaller size unit, right? So you know, like when you when you deploy in the fleet, like whole fucking battalions going. Okay. It's like a bigger group. Like when we deployed in Fast Company, it was our platoon. So like we we deployed. Yeah, it sounds like a terrible terrible deployment, right? <laughs> we deployed to Rota, Spain, right? So, but that was like our base. So our like we, we were staying in Rota and then we got called to a couple missions. And so you would basically, you're like a reactionary force. So like when, well, I what's that? Uh, what's, that was what just happened in, uh, a second ago. People came in and yelling at us that you're playing on, on, that you're playing on there again. We, so, we were assaulted during the middle of a podcast, man. It's a first, that's a first. <laughs> you, were, you were being deployed to these smaller missions or oh yeah so like when we were in spain um so not, like when, when it's, not it's, not, it's, not, of, it's not a deployment it's not not deployment yeah it's not a deployment i'll be the first to tell you it's not a deployment right so like but like we were like we stayed in spain but then for an example like they were blowing the fuck out of uh lebanon so like we got called there so then we flew over to the embassy in Beirut evacuated the embassy and held the embassy down while the two sides killed each other and watched you did that? I did what? (laughs) 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 yes he is saying that he did that (laughs) and then she responded with you did that? (laughs) yes he is saying from his personal experience that is what he did does that make sense? And then after, so I spent two years with, with them, and then uh, and then went one seven, which is in twenty nine Palms, California. Actually, I did one, I did one pump with one seven. And that was to where? Uh, Iraq. Iraq. Um, How long were you in Iraq? Uh, so the Marine Corps is smart. We do. So we're not gonna have this conversation. We're not gonna have this conversation. <laughs> but it was a very. <laughs> you try and say it in a nice way. It's a very short time. fucking year and a half <laughs> why don't you try some army deployment we moved there for like fucking a decade at least so uh, all that all that fun stuff happened go down range where were you uh, in Iraq uh, around the hit area okay which is western side of Iraq from what I recall I, so. I used to have my map in here it's uh, south of Al-Sai. and then uh 
you mentioned earlier that you were uh, 11 series, well, in the Army 11 series, but you were an infantryman. <laughs> so you were uh, an 03. Okay. So basically what he's trying to say is he really didn't do a lot. He didn't really do a lot. He walked around and carried stuff and then set up mortar pits like away from the fight. I was in weapons company. You told me a, a story about your experience over there one time. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. That's like drunk. fair. No, actually you were sober. I don't remember that part. <laughs> the you being sober part. <laughs> you so, told me about the, the story you were you were drinking tea with the locals. Yeah, they love to give you fucking chai. They give you more fucking sugar than they do tea. It's liquid, <laughs> I'm using again. <laughs> it's liquid diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't call that a story, but well, no, I was giving you part of the story. Because there is a whole lot of more story to it. So, if so, you don't want to share, that's fine. I don't then it's not important. <laughs> or it was a lie. I'm, not, it was I'm a lie. sure it wasn't a lie. Well, then, this is where it goes. Well, come on, <laughs> win it out, whip it out, brother. <laughs> so, um, I call you tripod. Nobody else calls tripod. Ben gave himself. <laughs> he gave game. himself that name. <laughs> so, all the stuff happens. You do the rotation. You go down there. You, you hop in with one seven. You do a you do a uh, a flyby um, by army standards. You do a flyby down range to Iraq. Uh, and and th- this is the part where it goes to the love hate relationship with the military. Um, so you made Lance Corporal twice. Yeah, and I'm a terminal lance. Terminal lance. Yeah, there's probably a lot of... Terminal lances. Well, no, there's probably a lot of listeners that think I'm a shitbag, but I don't really care what they think. <laughs> <laughs> what what is it? So, so I'll actually let... Uh, and this is the educational piece. I will let him explain what uh, Lance Corporal twice means to include what terminal lance means, if so you don't lance mind, brother. Corporal, lance Corporal second award means that you pick up the rank. So it means that you pick up Lance Corporal, you get knocked down, and then you pick it up again. Okay. The the, the phrase terminal lands means that UEAS out of the military is B3. Correct. Which is so a Lance Corporal to the Army is a BFC, to the Air Force is an Airman second class or something like that. But it's all the same in E rank. Um, and because of the Marines' retention standards, uh, making it to Lance Corporal twice is a feat itself, but then because of the retention standards, did you get in terminal? Trouble? One. Yeah, yeah, I got, yeah. I got two NJPs. But I will tell you, Vinny, since like you know all about that fucking bad sort of shit and all that bullshit, they, uh, my reenlistment code is an RE1 album. I'll have to look what that is directly, but it's, yeah. it's a really good reenlistment code, and you're not supposed to get it as a terminal. Lance. No, I'll have to look it up. But they they want to and I could I could see that like bro bro like uh, Motar jokes aside, um, definitely could see you being an outstanding marine and, and kind of you know your drive, your determination, your ability to. If I wouldn't have got NJP twice. I would have stayed in. So now this is where 
Yeah, the, what is NJP? Well, that's one. And then why did you get it? An NJP stands for a non-judicial punishment. Right? It's an Article right. 15 in the Army, but okay. same thing. So basically, you get reprimanded by your commanding officer. But your commanding officer has um, a lot of power depending on what his rank is, right? Okay. So the first time I got NJP, uh, I was my, my uh, company commander was actually captain, which is an 03, uh, which is... Typically, they're a little bit higher ranking than it. So he could only give me 14 days. 14, 14, yeah, 14, 14, 14. 14. Uh, and I did not lose any rank. The second time I got NJP, it was by, oh, I think it was no four. Which, which in the and army is major. major. So in the, in the army, that's a field grade officer. So it's a field yeah. grade NJP. I think, I think it was a major. But uh, he had the power to give me 45, 45 and take my rank. What did you do? What time? The first time. Uh, first time I was just dumbass boo. I got really kind of drunk and uh, decided I was too drunk to drive home. So I was in, in Virginia Beach and uh, went to sleep in my Jeep. And about <laughs> four in the morning, got woke up by a cop. And uh, I was in the passenger seat. And the, the cop's like, let me see your ID. And because she's like, well, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm too drunk to drive home. I don't want to call anyone, right? I was, I was like, I'm just going to sleep it off, go home in the morning. I'm like, no big fucking deal, right? And I, so I pulled my wallet out, and, and she's like, oh, that's your ID right there. I was like, no, nah, that's my fake ID. And so I gave her my real one. And uh, she was <laughs> like, my fake ID. she's like, let me see that other one, too. And then she called the MPs, and they come pick me up, and you're right on the bag wagon. What a bitch. Yeah. That's, all, that's all you did? 14, 14. For not driving drunk. Yeah. So, and just in my experience, that is actually, and this is just for me, that's actually bad leadership. Hey, I'm not going to say that. I will. So let's talk I about, will. Let's talk about the second one. Yes. Yes, let's uh, get there. So that one, I was actually in Rota. And uh, we had had a few drinks. I'm not going to lie. We had had a few drinks. Mm-hmm. And we were walking home back to the base, and we were going to make a back well before curfew or anything like that. And, um, there was this younger boy, probably, I don't know, eight, ten years old, right? And he was harassing us, like, walking up, like, yeah. and he was saying some pretty explicit things. And it was pretty late. I mean, it wasn't, like, four in the morning or anything, but it was, it was, it was late enough a ten-year-old, or even if he was 12, should not have been out. Okay. Right? You, you understand what I'm getting mm-hmm. at? And he's, like, saying really explicit stuff to us, and there was three of us there. And he's like, man, I'm gonna, I want to suck your dick. I want to do this, like trying to, to, to come on to us. And I'm like, get the fuck away from us, right? <laughs> and, and he just was relentless. Well, he come up and give me a reach around and fucking grab my genitals. <laughs> so I socked him in his fucking face, right? <laughs> get the fuck away from me, right? And so I didn't think nothing of it. We just kept walking and he, he run off and, um, hey, no big deal, right? But... <laughs> We get like three blocks up and like we get surrounded by all these fucking cops. <laughs> well, come to find out, I guess like it's reversed over there than it is here. Like sexual assault is like the equivalent to like a misdemeanor and like assault is like a felony. Like I guess hitting him was like a way worse crime than him grabbing my nuts, right? Because if that were to happen in America, then it'd be like, would, would be like justified. Exactly. So <laughs> So we get, 
we all three get fucking locked up. And since I'm the motherfucker that hit him, I'm the one that gets charged. So for that one, I actually had to go talk to Jag and actually go to court in Spain for it. Yeah. And, and I don't think the I don't think the kid's mom knew that like he was alternative lifestyle person is that the politically correct way to say that works that works because i'll never forget because the court is all in spanish i speak spanish and we had a translator there and our attorney and my attorney said something the other kid's attorney said something his mom was there and then the judge said something and there's a couple more like arounds the mom looks at the kid Laps the shit out of right in the courtroom, right? And then the judge said something, and the translator looks at me and says, Hey, everything's dropped. You're free to go. But like, the, kid already, oh. the kid already had a black eye from me punching him. And then, like, he got, and then he got smacked by his mom. Shit out of it in the courtroom. Like, and I, so I, everything got dropped, but I got 45 45 for that and lost my rank. What is 45-45? You're on restriction. 45 days restriction, and then uh, 40, uh, did you get no pay due as well? Yeah, so 45 days. They no take pay. your pay. 45 days, no pay. And they, they put you on restriction, so yeah. you're not, basically, you think of like quarantine, but you still go to work every day. Yeah, and then you, and, and you don't get paid. Duty book, right? So no. the duty has to check on you every hour while you're, to make sure that like you're, you're, you're actually there. So a lot. A Was it worth it? Fuck no, neither of them. And honestly, it weren't because, like, man, I was angry at, at, at the military, right? And like, there was a piece of me, like, I was very much a better field marine than a garrison marine. Like, I'll just be honest about that. But there was a part of me that, you know, loved the core and like loved what I did in the core and. If it wasn't for those two events, um, my life would be on a much different trajectory than it is today. I absolutely would have re-enlisted 100%. But um, I really felt like after two NJPs like that and losing my rank, that honestly, like I almost felt not welcomed anymore. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. Yeah. It's it- like, you know what? You don't want me here. Like, I'll go do something else then. But there was a huge piece of me that that's not what I wanted. And and just just for, for general knowledge, what year did you end up EASing? 2008. 2008. And, and I'm, it's a good thing I did with my two NJPs because, you know, just some of the people I stay in touch with and stuff, uh, you know, during the Obama years, like, they're picking motherfuckers out for Wes. Yes. And that's why I asked that question because it, the, the year the writing on the wall, mm-hmm. it, it kind of, the change wasn't quite there yet, but you could kind of see it coming a little bit. And it's like, man, that's kind of what I mean by like, I felt not welcome. Like I, it, it, they wanted me to reenlist. They told me like, Hey, we, you're going to recover. You're gonna, and it's like, am I? Because I can Kind of see, see what's going to happen, how it's yeah. going to progress. Yeah, I already see the change and the shift in the culture and stuff. But, anyways, I went on way too long of a tangent there. No, 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 not at all, brother. That that's exactly what the the purpose of this is for for our listeners, for for us to understand 
every veteran's story is different every walk of life is different and and you know for the individuals listening to understand this man's dedication to his country to his community to his 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 his, his to the core um to understand that the military is a machine and it will roll on roll on without us we all are as veterans we are we, we have a nomenclature that's exactly why you are not ben hendershot you are oh three Oh, 341 uh and there's a bunch of stuff behind that i'm not vincent morales i'm 12 bravo 40 whatever other fun stuff. Good at spades, too. i am yes i thank you no, I, I mean like See, I'm like good at spades for a different reason you're good at spades for your, um, your linguistic abilities to mind fuck people i was gonna say your ethnicity what is that I, i'm not really sure so all hispanics can play spades <laughs> never mind because i have a great year-round tan i can play spades like no, i i grew up playing spades um and uh i actually think we're pretty good space partners like the couple times we played i i'll say i i think we can work on this yeah, yeah it's like yeah i, don't I know, know it's so was. cute <laughs> <laughs> so the military you know it's a machine it's gonna roll on and we have we all have shelf lives and once your shelf lives expired but it, nonetheless, you were on the shelf. It's all that matters. So I'm not mad about it because you're here. You, which is, yeah. I mean, I don't was, care what you think, but no, I kind of like I, that I, you're I, here. Don't get me wrong. I <laughs> love being here and doing what I do today. But um, man, this is never anything I would, looking back at the person I was, would ever expect myself to be. A hundred percent. And, and um, and I'm not that fucking motard fucking vet, you know what I mean? So, like, how did uh, I end up working for a fucking vet organization? How does that work? Which, which actually brings us to the break, and then we're going to talk about um, your motardation um, and what brings us here, uh, what's happening currently with, with you and what you do, the whole nine um, coming up after that. You want to take us in the break there, Jay? Um, yeah, we'll be right back. <laughs> Amazing job. He just all over fucking nailed that right there. <laughs> back at you, classes of there. <laughs> Bam. We're recording. I just went really hard right there. Came in hard. We're gonna finish out soft. You startled me. That's because you're not paying attention, which is not. Vinny, you give a hard, hard image off, but you are truly soft in the heart. Really, I appreciate that. Thank you. You know what's gonna change this world? I, I don't. Um, could, would you mind telling us? Love. Absolutely. Love. Hundred percent. With love is gonna change. With, this. with the agreement that in the theory of thanology, um, the world has to be destroyed first in order to rebuild it via love. Is that not a fair assessment? You cannot have creation without destruction. Yeah. You can, yeah. Yin and yang, Chinese philosophy. Come on now. Yeah. Good and bad, bad and the good, brother. Yeah, but. Love. I'll agree. I'll, I'll agree with you on that. But, but. I mean, you know but, what love is? What is love? God is love. God is love. And we <laughs> try to stay that away. definition. Try to stay away from. We try to stay away from religion and politics. And as we can see, ladies and gentlemen, that my 
my brother in arms here doesn't necessarily go that way. So after your um, hard road. Whatever your God is, I don't care what your religious beliefs So after your rotation, <laughs> so after, you ha- after your time in service to Uncle Sam and the United States uh, Marine Corps um, and, and two NJPs um, due to bad leadership. And if you're out there listening and you gave uh, Lance Corporal Hendershot the... Um, the uh, NJP, I would really love you to come speak to uh, our first class Morales to discuss why your leadership skills are lacking. But we'll discuss that another time. Yeah, we can go that far. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. <sighs> Negative Batman. But we're going to go forward with it. But it worked out well, to be honest. Like, if you think about you think about everything happens for a reason. Yes. And that is actually what um, brings, you know, as, as I said, everybody here on this podcast uh, is a veteran or a personal you know, acquaintance or somebody we know, right? But that brought you to what you currently do today, which I think is amazing because as as Jay was kind of speaking to earlier about your uh, less than stellar um, high school career at um, Vote Tech over there and then your amazing ASVAB score, you you definitely... Um, You're a smart motherfucker. I wasn't the same motherfucker. Thanks. I, guess. I, mean, thanks. I, I don't see it that way. <laughs> so... Um, what did you end up doing after you got out of the Corps, bro? So I told you I went to Botech school and I was working as a carpenter then. Uh, I went back to framing houses when I got out. And I was working on a framing crew uh, as a carpenter building houses. And then the housing crisis hit. And like every other carpenter in the world, lost my job and had about 400 bucks to my name. And loaded my pickup truck and my girlfriend at the time and drove down to a division two school in southeast kansas pitt state and enrolled in the gi bill because i didn't go and do shit else <laughs> you know it was money the only time in my life i ever walked out on anything and it was a it was fucking a contract on, on a rental property because i couldn't afford to pay it anymore so you see so you went to school yeah. So then I went to went to school, got a got a CM degree, construction management. Is actually I think what do they call that shit? A bachelor's in science and technology. There you Ooh, go. that's fancy. Yeah. With a ma- uh, major in construction management. And yeah, did a couple cool things. Uh, twister hit in Joplin. Built built thirty five habitat homes after a twister in Joplin. Uh, moved, uh, spent a summer. In, Washington, D.C., working for a National Association of Home Builders. Then after that, after college, moved back to Kansas City and started, started working for a home builder as a project manager. Good deal, good deal. Project management, um, built homes, probably a lot of the subdivisions that we see here in, in the metro you probably had a hand on. Yeah, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Were you enjoying it, though? Is that, like... I mean, it was fine. Was... You were just... It was a job. It was a, you know, it was a rough, it, it was very, you know, I, I tell you all this and it's all positive stuff, but, you know, like, uh, internally, I was not in a good place. Um, you know, there was a couple of times I would say it was borderline fucking suicidal. Um, definitely had some substance abuse struggles and still continue today to kind of, you know, it's always, it's a, love's going to change it though. 
<laughs> love will change it. Uh, love will change your substance abuse issues. It changes your love from one substance to another. Not that I've been down those roads before. I'm just saying I've heard these things. Um, so this is this, this is a part of um, what my we, point is. Uh, is very successful, right? Correct. By by. It's all it's all on a sliding scale, right? And you have to define what success is to everyone. But if you look at the iconic, hey, this is what the American dream is. Like, it's very successful in that traditional iconic American dream. You know, when I uh, quit to go do what I do now, you know, I was actually an area manager, so I was managing uh, seven seven project managers, and you know, and so I mean, I didn't have anything to not be happy about or to be distressed about right um but yeah it's pretty fucking miserable internally yeah so that's where you made that connection to your current job yeah so i was actually how did you how did how did that come about actually i never they, told you that mm -mm. really interesting because i remember so whenever i started i'd see you here and there i'd there was a couple projects that you came in and you, you took charge. And I was like, who's that guy? Why don't we hire him? <laughs> so my first contact with, with, the, with the organization I work for now um, was the week after they acquired the property for, for you know, the first bill. Mm -hmm. And um, my ex-wife lives at the end of the property, like at the end of the street where the property is. And I saw these fucking tool bags out in there, and at the time it was not a great part of town. So, <laughs> tool bags, as in like uh, Dewalt tool bags and Makita's, like guys work like the tool bags that carry tools that are working. No, not tool bags, as in the people. Like the people. He said that so smoothly, and, 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 and you kind of just sat there. I was like, wonder if I was picking up on that, like, as you were. <laughs> y'all doing here and they're like oh this is what we're doing and this is how we're doing it and i was like oh okay well that's not really how you do that and then at the guy at the time there's this guy um i'll say jameson yes i'll say that and uh, he was like he pointed to, to another one of the founders here and he's like you have to know this person so then it was actually like two days later i had a meeting with him down in westport and some uh char bar Right. I got a love-hate relationship with that place. <laughs> I took my wife there for her first date. I thought it was a steakhouse. I get there, it's just like hipster fucking party. Really. <laughs> Needless to say, the guy who gave me the recommendation I had a few choice words for him. But anyway, so I, I had a meeting with him there, and, and they, they're telling me their plans and all this great stuff and how they're going to sell stuff to support this nonprofit and, and this and that. And I was like, yeah, you guys are fucking stupid. Like, that's not how <laughs> any of this works. Uh, let's try to figure something out, right? And so the rest is history. It took uh, about 18 months after that until they were like, you know what? Why don't you just quit your job and come here? And that's exactly what I did. Wasn't it the first couple of times, though, you said no, right? Yeah, well, you gotta understand. Well, well, and I, well, no, I understand why. Yes, yes. Is, because it, yeah, you have responsibilities. You've got in 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 the growth of this this current endeavor. 
not everybody uh, was in a financial place and or um, that's what it came down to a lot of it is that yeah and I actually had to make life choices to do what I do today right so yeah I took a huge pay cut to come here it was like 30 grand a year Mm -hmm. but above and beyond that I was not we talk about success and there's a whole nother topic but you talk about the success and the american dream and stuff it's based on fucking debt you know what i mean it, it truly is yeah so where i was financially i simply could not afford to take that kind of a pay cut so finally when i made the decision it wasn't just a decision to take that pay cut and go work life else. changes i just sell my fucking yeah. So I, I had to sell my house and pay off all of that debt. And, and man, that can be a scary thing to, so it's not simply just making a career change or a, a, a life, it is a life change, but it's more than just making a lifestyle change. Right. You, know, you are just not, you're uprooting everything, which goes against the grain of what normal society tells you to do. But, it, 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 yeah, it does. And in all honesty, um, for for our listeners, you know, from me to you, and I know me and you've had plenty of uh, wheel time and conversations. You really were the, you really were and are that piece that is needed to complete this mission and to make it full circle. We each, we and, and we are tool bags, and each of us are given tool in that tool bag. And myself. Correct, correct. You definitely are a tool. <laughs> so, uh, but being a part of that, you know, you really allowed us to, um, as a, an organization, to no longer have to do our given job and then continue on with sheetrock hanging. Uh, Until two o'clock in the morning. Fucking, yeah, things that, that, like, I gave up manual labor. Me and you discussed this many times. Like, I, I, I now typing and I talk on the. Hey, just can, can I tell your listeners, like, yeah. Vinny one time told me that I'm more Mexican than he is. <laughs> why don't you explain why? Why don't you explain why I said that? I don't know. You don't remember it? <laughs> no, I remember it. I just, I feel like I've been talking the whole time. <laughs> that, but, but, dude, like, that's, that's the beauty of this, right? Like, yes. We all talk all the time, the whole nine, right? Because this is about what's going on there. And you're going to, I'm going to bring you on some of these panels that we have here to discuss different conversations about, you know, uh, issues, contemporary society, what's happening with veterans. But this is the honest truth for me. And if I'm out, if I'm speaking for you out of turn, let me know. Those life choices that were made that brought you here, yes, monetarily, you may have taken a pay cut, just like I did. But I found fulfillment. I found my tribe. I found where I belong in society. And what I currently do with veterans, even this podcast, is more fulfilling than any zeros that are on that paycheck. I I agree with what you're saying. The only caveat I would add to that is for myself, I feel like I connect with that veteran community, right? But... I have a weird relationship with it. So before I, I work, worked here, do what I do, or it's even really affiliated here before I was employed, um, I was never really that guy that that stayed really in touch with 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 my fellow, you know, people and 
uh, never really was connected to the community at all. And I still have a hard time with that, right? Like, because the veteran work. Am I a vet? Yeah, 100% I am. Uh, do I feel like I want to be affiliated or like it's new? Like when people think of Ben Hendershot, that's not the first thing I want them to think of, right? Correct. There's so, there's so many different layers that fucking onion that I am that like it's just one piece of it. And sometimes I think the vet community gets lost in like that's that is your sole identity. That's your identity. But and, and that's just not me. But that is where and it goes back to leadership. That is where you whether you know this or you do not know this, and I will tell you this right now. And if any of my listeners out there, if you are in the same boat, please reach out to me so you can be here. You have crafted and molded your life and your decisions and your choices to continue to be a part of the veteran community and or a leader. So you in in the, in the United States Marine Corps, you were Lance Corporal Hendershot. Out here, you are Ben Hendershot, veteran, project management of national construction for a national organization. Now, there are veterans out there who want to aspire to be that, and it is our job as if, veterans. If you want to throw my title out there, I'm actually the vice president of national expansion. Oh, I'm fucking whatever. To one of them. So, <laughs> fucking this like a fucking matter. <laughs> so, whenever you say that, that you connecting with the, the veteran population, I've actually seen you interact with veterans that have walked in that are they're in crisis mode they're pissed they're sad whatever it is and you've turned their mindset around even if it was for that 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 brief moment that that one situation i've seen you go out there and because you have a mouth on you that's funny as hell and you can you go out there and it's pretty too it's a very pretty mouth (laughs) pretty and (laughs) i've seen you with a vet and the way that you interact with them is amazing. You connect with them. You can you can relate, which is a lot of times what they what they're needing. And you were there at that moment. Well, I appreciate that. I really yeah. It's uh... so that's something that something that you don't necessarily see. And trust me, it took me a while to understand that because I understand who Sergeant Morales was. I understand the the, the empowerment the United States government gave me, so on in my leadership. But then when you get out here, you have to then recreate yourself and find that place because you're 100 percent right. I am more than just a veteran. This just happens to be my occupation. The part that I struggle with is, like you said, there's more of an identity than. It, oh, so many of us do, bro. I think that's a flaw in the vet community in general, right? Like, yeah, we have something that combines us together and have an understanding that uh, maybe a lot of people don't get or, or, or don't understand. Um, but man, there's so many subcultures. Correct. And, and, and I think if you, if people would start to bring those subcultures out more into the open, like you would even um, have a stronger community than if it was just vet this, vet that, vet. Doesn't 100%, 100% because there are more pieces to you. Uh, and, and the beautiful part about it is that we, you know, we like to give each other, we give each other a hard time. And I think it's the veteran community period, but about our different ethnic backgrounds. But the beautiful part about it is that while we give each other a hard time about that, we don't see that because we interact, we hang out, we work. I, I can depend on you. You know, you can depend on me. 
that's that piece that we need to highlight as a community. And instead of clumping us into one category, that's the point of what we have going here to, for our listeners to understand that while we are veterans, we each are individual people. Our, our days of being shelf life, you are this, you are that, those are over with. I'm much more of a hippie than a lot of veterans out there. <laughs> and I'm really, really fucking good at living in the woods. <laughs> Yeah, I love you're that true. you use that word hippie because that's Am very true. No, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Ben's like, I just spent three weeks out in the woods and <laughs> I had a banjo and no shoes and I loved it. <laughs> I'm like, how did you shower? I can play the ukulele, not the banjo. That's a big fucking difference to me. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a big difference to me, bro. Like, I'm like, oh, that's a ukulele. Can't you tell? It's not a banjo. <laughs> so, um, you know, one thing that, that, that I like to do here is, uh, you know, parting words, man. Anything you want to share with us about before, during, after veteran community? Things that you want to share with us? Floor is yours, brother. Man, I don't know. Um, all I can say, if uh, there's people listening out there, kind of just don't feel right. Like, you know, you hear hear this bullshit all the time. Like, don't be afraid to reach out. I know that's easier said than done, but. Uh, even if you don't feel comfortable reaching out, like, just get out of your house, go do something. You know what I mean? Go, go find that person that you can connect with, whether it's a vet or not. Um, just don't live your life fucking in your head all the time. And, uh, man, life just gets so much better after that. You know? so. That it does. That it does. Jay? Sometimes the worst place to be is in your head, actually. The worst place is in your head. Sometimes it's the best place. You Sometimes. Guys, you're you guys- right. You guys want to see inside my head? No. no. no absolutely not. They're, they're, they're like, there's <laughs> something, like, you're at a different level, bro. In a positive <laughs> way. Yeah. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I'm a fucking modern day fucking Socrates, all right? I'm fucking on some Aristotle type of shit. I'll tell you one thing. Deep in the game, there bro. There is nothing more entertaining in this world than sitting in a you know i do a lot of traveling for work and uh he is absolutely my number one to to go on a long road trip with uh, man it's entertaining i was gonna adopt a kid it's thoughtful uh it's meaningful and it's just a fucking riot (laughs) i don't have to say very much (laughs) so real quick backstory here Ben Ben's uh, recently uh, married, and uh, congratulations on that to a beautiful woman. To a beautiful woman, but and uh, I, I, I was lucky she's enough. A too. Yeah, she's a hippie too. You guys fit. <laughs> I, I was lucky enough to be invited um, to his to his wedding and meet his family. And uh, his sister says, "Yeah, I heard of you." I'm usually when that that doesn't go too well. I'm like, Fuck, what'd you hear? All good things. Ben said that he loves taking road trips with you. He, he would go anywhere and he can ride for three hours with you and not say a word. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the funniest thing is to watch like the, the conversation. Like if you just don't say anything, like it, it, it evolves in his head, right? Like in, in Vinny's head, it evolves and like it changes and you can like see like the process yep. working in his mind if you pay attention until he comes to his own conclusion <laughs> and he can literally come to his own conclusion 
without you ever saying a word. I have the entire conversation played out already in my yes. head. I've war gamed it out the entire time. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I, definitely the art of conversation is a lost I mean, you art. You have a dozen different subjects in 15 minutes, yeah. and but it all loops back to the same thing. Circles. Yeah. <laughs> Life is not linear. Life is cyclic in nature. It's the way it rolls, brother. So, um, bro, man, really, like, I, I've been, I've been, you know, begging you, bugging you, because I know who you are. You're a very humble uh, individual. Don't like talking about yourself. I got it. That, that's it. I think the point of the podcast is to capture your story. But I really wanted to thank you, you know, for coming on today. Um, actually, you've interrupted like four or five podcasts before, so in theory, this is not your first one. <laughs> um, so I definitely think they're glad they paid you back. Really wanted to thank you for for being here um, on the podcast. I would definitely want to thank you for your service. Thank you for, for being a, you know, a great American. Thank you for being a great brother to work with. Uh, you know, just a lot of things. I have a lot of admiration for you, what you do on and off the battlefield. Um, Keep being you, man. I, There's no one else to be. Dude, I I don't know how to be anybody else. Yeah, that's how it be. I, I tried to be somebody else, and then I get yelled at. Cause I don't, I don't do it well. Yeah, you gotta work on that. On what? White man in it up once in a while. I do. I'm like, hello, my, you know, <laughs> definitely changed my credit score. I, I moved out to the burbs. Your posture changed. My even. posture changed like, when I spoke. Boom. You were saying something about credit scores yesterday. I forget what it was. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, don't Dude, I have no idea what I say. I'll, I'll, you know what's happened? I, oh, I remember what it was. You were talking about the fair, right? And you're like, yeah, the median credit score of that fair was probably about 500. <laughs> 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 you just fucking totally demographed an entire fair by credit score. <laughs> <laughs> The point of the story was is that the fair was very diverse. Okay, it's the point of the story, right? Uh, it's the point of the story, it's probably the Wyandotte County Fair. <laughs> I'm sorry, people in Wyandotte. I know there's out there. Y'all got money. Um, you know, really, thank you for for, for tuning in today. As always, uh, we are we have a new partnership with uh, the Kansas City Pitch. Um, we are on the Dory platform. We still are functioning on Anchor. Spotify, Google, Overcast, Reddit. Uh, we're, we're a little bit of everywhere. If you get a chance, please check out the webpage, www.mentoringtheforce.org. Click on the podcast page. Um, little known secret about this podcast, what revenue is generated actually goes back into a nonprofit. Mentoring the Force. Which is helping out veterans kind of figure out their path. It's kind of a navigation type of path. Is it like a mentoring thing? It's in the name. Of course. <laughs> so you want to know the funny part about that? <laughs> well, then you know what I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. That. <laughs> uh, you know, I, it, it's, I love this for the entertainment piece, but really, I we cannot do any of this without your support. So thank you for your support. Um, if you want to make hey, a one-time... shout out? Yeah, go ahead. Because I got a website, too. You do. I totally forgot. The yeah. Adventures of Ben and Jess. Yeah, it's www.theadventuresofbenandjess.com. You can, uh, we don't post a lot on there. We probably only post a couple trips a year, but it's just a freaking blog where we go out and live in the woods and do float trips and shit like that. So, so 
please check it out. Um, it, it's amazing. Me, me and Ben's, Ben's actually my, my, my wheeling buddy, except for he goes out all the time without me. We don't go anywhere anymore because he's too busy for me. Um, so, you know, maybe I might be on the adventures of Ben and Jess. I will tell you right now, please, for this episode, hop on our Facebook page, all of our social media, see the shenanigans that go on here. We will start live recording. Uh, and then posting it to our YouTube channel so you can see what's happening in here. This place is, uh, it definitely looks like uh, a combat outpost um, <laughs> in, in Iraq and or Afghanistan. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, yeah. It's, it feels like home though, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I can take a nap on the board. <laughs> so, so, you know, please, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your support. Thank you for your continued support. Uh, check us out on all social media. And as well, Adori and Anchor Platforms. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for being an American worth serving for.